Now, for those of you who follow my personal social media pages, you know that I mentioned a while back that I had a big announcement that I was going to be making. Well, yesterday I officially went public with it, and I am happy to announce here on the Boochcast that Booch Fest is returning. And it is coming to the Anchor Bar in Kennesaw, Georgia. Located at 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. Again, that address is 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. The show will be taking place on November 3rd at 8 p.m. And that will be the first of many shows that will be taking place on a bi-weekly basis, which means starting November 3rd, every other Thursday, there will be a comedy showcase at the Anchor Bar. The show will be hosted by me, and it will feature some of the funniest comics the Atlanta comedy scene has to offer. Some have been doing it for years, some who are relatively new, and some who may even be stepping on a comedy stage for the very first time. All comedy acts, no matter how long they've been performing, are welcome to be in this show. So come on down for a great night of comedy as the Booch is taking over Kennesaw. And on December 10th, Combat Pro Wrestling presents Seasons Beatings at Eastside High School, located at 1300 Brushy Creek Drive, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. Again, that address is 1300 Brushy Creek Road, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. I, of course, will be the ring announcer for this event, and the show will be featuring special guest general manager, WWE Hall of Famer, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Also scheduled to appear are the Cowboy James Storm, the legendary Barbarian, the Greater Good, Garrett Sinclair, Forever Young, Devin Cruz, from AEW, Griff Garrison, the Russian Wolf, Neil Koloff, from Tosh.0, Dave Wills, it's still real to me, damn it, the All-American Blue Chipper, Chase Emery, Buckshot Brian Brock, NWA Tag Team Champions and NWA United States Tag Team Champions. The Heat Seekers. Born Scum Chase Lovelace. Stan the Man Lee. From AEW Dark and Friday Night SmackDown, Marcus Cross. Outlaw Randy Wayne. From AEW Dark, The Brolic, Tyson Maddox. The Gimmick Destroyer, Dave Stage, and many, many more stars. Be sure to follow them on social media via Facebook at Combat Pro Wrestling, Twitter at Real Combat Pro, and on Instagram at Combat underscore Pro underscore Wrestling. To find out more information on superstars that will be added and when the tickets will be on sale. I am so excited to be part of this show. I look forward to ring announcing and I also look forward to seeing all of you in Taylor, South Carolina. As we do a benefit show for the Eastside High School Weightlifting Department. So come on out for a great show and let's help the students of Eastside High make some motherfucking Games. I've tried, 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 and I've tried even more. I've cried, 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 and I can't recall what for. I press, I push, I build, I beg, hope it's some success. The inevitable fact is that it never will. 
and dry I've tried to go fuck shopping But there's no fucks left to buy I've got no fucks to give The more fucks I've tried to get I'm over my fuck budget And I'm now in fucking debt What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke, soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? Do that. This is me, the broke, soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Team speaking, I'm not that broke, Vinny. Uh, here we go. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, this is a special edition of NXT here, as this is known as Tag Title Tuesday, as we had both of the tag team titles from the men's and the women's divisions on the line, and we kicked things off with 
with our first official match of the evening for the NXT Women's Tag Team Titles. Caden Carter and Katana Chance defend the titles against Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. It was a good, solid match right there. These four women beat the living shit out of each other. Nikita Lyons, Zoe Stark got moves in. Carter and Chance, they got a lot of moves in. It was strange how the Red didn't see that tag and then everything went to hell. <laughs> and then the match started back up again there. And then the ladies were in want to town each other. And lo and behold, Carter and Chance are still the women's tag team champions. Jenny, your thoughts? Well, this was a very good match to open the show. Uh, I thought it was very competitive. Um, all the, the both teams did very, very well. It was a great showing for uh, the women's tag team division. You know, um, women's wrestling gets a lot of flack uh, by most wrestling fans, uh, one in particular. Uh, but overall, you know, there are some good women's wrestlers out there. Don't get me wrong. There's also a lot that suck. But every now and then, there's a handful of good women's wrestlers out there. And I think both teams proved themselves here. I was not happy with the finish because I honestly felt like uh, Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark, they were ready to be tag champions. I feel like it was time to hand off the belts. I feel like they're a more popular tag team. They're a more over tag team. They've been on SmackDown, so the main roster has some idea of who they are. And I feel like, you know, the the little jobber tag team that could, I, I feel like it's run its course. You know, in the beginning, it was a great move because they were, you know, two girls who struggled to get their way to the top. They finally got there. But to be honest, they're they're not really keeping interest. I'm not I have no interest in this team. You know, the 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 you know, the rose petals have all fallen. The the honeymoon period is over. You know, it's not interesting. I feel like Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons, they were more deserving. They're more up there. They're more ready to go. Like this is a team that is more entertaining and neither one of them seems to be getting any NXT women's title shots anytime soon. So it made it would have made sense to put the tag belts on them. The only way this works is if it's going to lead to a rematch at deadline in December and they're going to have them take the belts there, then I might be okay with this finish. But if it doesn't lead to that, like if it leads to a rematch on free TV or whatever, then I feel like it's a waste of time. So uh, like I said, great match, shitty finish. And on that note, we cut to a video package recapping the main event of Halloween Havoc where Braun Breaker beat JD and Ia to retain the NXT Championship. Dragunov says McDonough stopped him from fulfilling his destiny. He vows to eliminate McDonough once and for all. Great promo from what you did. I liked it right there. I was like, like you tossed me the title on pretty much what I pointed out the or recap the other day. Um, so yeah, good promo says I will have my revenge. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, either way, like obviously they're gonna have the match tonight on NXT, but either way, it's um these two are legit fucking rivals from uh, NXT UK. So the fact they're bringing that rivalry here helps because it gives us another angle to work with. Uh, but again, how long is this feud gonna go? Uh, is it gonna go all the way to Deadline where it's like a loser leaves NXT situation? And if that's the case, which one of these two is suddenly ready for a call up? Because I don't know if I would. Call call either one of these guys up right now. No, they're not ready yet. They're not ready, so I don't know how this feud's gonna end. So that's why I, I find it weird that they're facing off, but then we cut to a uh, a uh, vignette with um the return, uh, it teases the return of Dominic Dijakovic, 
As we all know, uh, some people might remember Dominic Dijakovic, who was a badass in NXT. He later got called up uh, to be part of that retribution gimmick that went fucking nowhere during the pandemic. Well, that's what that mask symbolizes. That's him burning away that, getting rid of that gimmick and coming back as Dominic Dijakovic because once again, this is another scenario where Vince Mc, where Triple H is cleaning up all the messes that Vince McMahon made. All the fuck-ups that Vince made, Triple H is cleaning them up and this is another sign of that. That's why it says the second coming isn't about retribution, it's about justice. Yeah, I 100% agree with it. I didn't realize who it was and who the hell is this? And then all of a sudden uh, that guy, I can't name, I can never pronounce but I was like, alright, good. You are right about one thing, Vinny. Yeah, Triple H is cleaning up this thing and man, just, I'm looking forward to see this guy come back. Alright, go ahead. <clears throat> and on that note, next thing we know, we see the uh, the new NXT North American champion, Wes Lee comes to the ring. He thanks the fans for their support and notes that he never thought he'd be a champion in WWE, even though he's already a tag champion. We didn't like that either. Lee says that winning the title has made him feel loved and validated, and he's forever grateful. Grayson Waller interrupts and says Lee doesn't deserve a thing. I agree with him on that. He says he technically won his match on Saturday. No, he didn't. R-Truth interrupts and wraps his way into the ring. He welcomes fans to Halloween Havoc and mocks Grayson Waller's British accent. Waller reminds him that he's Australian. Truth congratulates Lee for his win and keeps cracking jokes. Waller gets frustrated that he loved to beat R-Truth in his own house, but his mind's not in it. He says he'll give Truth a week to prepare. He goes to cheap shot Truth, but Truth and Lee have it scouted. They send him out of the ring. Truth accepts the challenge. Okay, uh, Wesley had to come out there and have his moment. I was like, thank you so much for having this. I was like, okay, yeah, I know. You want something good for you. Don't care. You still suck palm tree. Palm tree head. Look at us, motherfucker. And Grace Waller came out like, started better I won my match. But did it and then our truth had to come out and basically screw everything up and mess up this is for the celebrated Halloween havoc that already happened he's doing what he did before being a complete idiot basically and and then here's soon so next week we'll probably see something so, alright go ahead <clears throat> yeah uh, honestly uh, the segment our truth saved this thing he really did uh, obviously I had no desire to hear anything Wesley had to say because I was not happy that he won the North American title I liked that Grayson Waller was getting involved because it made me feel like, okay, maybe he's going to fight for the North American title. Maybe he can win it and actually do something with this belt that's going to be meaningful. Our truth I was not expecting him to show up, but it's another prime example of uh, WWE doing a lot more uh, cross-brand stuff. Like, they're they're slowly but surely getting rid of uh, the brand split. Like, there's some superstars that are just going to they're still going to stay on Raw, stay on SmackDown, and stay on NXT for the most part, but they're letting guys jump around a little bit more because Triple H is of the realization that they don't have enough stars to have a solid brand split anymore. They just don't. There, there's nobody that's a star. There's nobody that's ready. I mean, they got stars, but it's very limited. So we need to see them go back and forth between brands and cross over a few times to make shit more interesting. So I kind of like that concept. Our um, truth of course, is hilarious. Uh, thinking he's British when he's Australian and doing the whole my bad. Like, it's great. I thought it, I found it very entertaining or he's asking if he's excited for Halloween Havoc. That was three days ago. Huh? <laughs> like, I love that. It's great. R-Truth has the ability to sound stupid and still entertain the people. And he his gimmick never gets old. And he's the fact that he's comfortable in that spot is what makes it better, you know? Ideally, if he gets a shot at a world title, he would love to have it. But in the meantime, between 
time, he's loving the spot that he's in. So it's not like he feels like he's being held down in any way. And the fact that we're going to see uh, Grayson Waller and R-Truth next week, um, it makes me feel like, is Grayson Waller going to use this as a way to recover from the Apollo Crews loss? Or is this going to be something they build with R-Truth? Because if Truth's not going to be here for the long run, he shouldn't beat Grayson Waller. But Grayson does need a W to make up for the loss to Apollo Crews. That part I agree with you. I agree with you. <clears throat> Yeah, but it was pretty fun if it go for it. Here comes our truth. Uh, anyways. Go ahead. All right. Next, we have uh, Malik Blade and Idris Anofi who discuss their title match. Uh, they reference Eminem's "Lose Yourself" and make it clear they intend to make the most of their opportunity. As soon as I heard the Eminem quote, I was like, "Really?" I was like, "Okay, you two. I wish you the best of luck. Enjoy yourself." But the Eminem part was pretty funny, though. Actually, I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, "Okay, you try to pump yourselves up. They got pumped up, so they did the right thing." Yes. I don't know. Well, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I'm just glad that uh, I think it was Malik. Actually, someone actually brought up. Are you talking about Eminem? right now because I sat there and went if nobody brings this up I'm walking away because this is going to be dumb as fuck that that is not there is no way that is going to be a logical choice right now to just sit there and pretend that Eminem that you're quoting Eminem's lose yourself was going to pretend that's not happening right now like dude come up with something more creative that was dumb that was dumb speaking of dumb uh, Quincy Elliott's in the ring and he introduces Shotzi ahead of her match with Lash but before that we cut to the backstage area with Apollo Crews discusses his win over Grayson Waller and made it clear that he's shifting his focus back to the NXT Championship. Oh, good promo for him. He says, I take care of Grayson Waller. Next up is that t- is that title. That's what he wants, and I would love to see Apollo Crews that title. Oh, yeah. Apollo Crews definitely deserves to be NXT Champion. And like I said, if they're ready for Braun Breaker, then obviously Apollo should be the one. But I will say this. If Braun is going to get called up, I hope they have a plan for him and he doesn't get lost in the sauce. Because like I said, that's the genuine fear that I have. Because if we didn't have all these returns, I would say, fucking call him up. Let's go. But because there's so many, I don't know what they're going to do with this. So like I said, I'm a little scared. So I I don't know what's going to happen with Braun. I don't know what the future is going to hold for him. And I want to make sure that if he does get called up they treat him right that's what needs to happen they need to treat him right because you know not and i'm not just and i'm not saying that because he's part of the steiner family i'm saying that because he's that damn good but at the same time don't give him too much too fast because otherwise he'll end up like charlotte and i don't want that okay i want i want braun to get there when he's when he's ready when he's paid the dues so it doesn't look like he's mooching off his his family name which i don't think he is because you know granted braun got the nxt title pretty quickly but there weren't a lot of stars to go around. So, and he's and he's getting better and better every time in the ring. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. If we even want to call it that. There we go. <clears throat> Shotzi with Quincy Elliott versus Lash Legend. Is it me even here? Is Lash Legend getting screwed over? Royally. Okay, I thought this was bullshit. I mean, at least she got a couple licks in this time, and all of a sudden she she wins that way. I was like, seriously? Okay, I'm tired. Uh, Lash Legend, either you need to talk to somebody or you need to go find I mean, what's the point? Is Shotzi coming back to NXT full-time, or was she just here for the one-time appearance? Because again, if she's here full-time, like, she's going to be in NXT more, she plans on going for the Women's Championship, like, she actually plans on doing some shit in NXT, then fine. The win makes sense. But, if she pl- if she's going back to SmackDown, and we're not going to see her for a while, then Last Legend should get the win. Because she's the one who's actually going to be in NXT, and she's the 
someone who needs to build her resume to try to make herself credible enough so she could become a women's champion. It's like, I'm all for bringing in, you know, the stars, but they got it. But if they're not putting over the, the talent that's in NXT, there's no reason to have them there unless you're trying to get them wins for a pro for a high profile feud in NXT. So I felt the win was unnecessary for Shotzi. I agree with you. I'm just sick of tired last night and screwed over. I am too. Next, All right. the Creed brothers come to the ring. Julius Creed comments on his win over Damon Kemp and says it's time for Brutus to finish his once and for all. Brutus thanks Julius and tells him he loves him. He says it's his turn to beat Kemp up. Kemp says he's not medically clear, but he still has five minutes of hell for the Creed brothers. Next thing you know, Sangha and Veer attack Logan and Brutus from behind. The powerhouses leave them lying, and Ivy Nile checks on her stable mates. Okay. I don't know why they had to do what they did, but Julius came out there, so I got to defend my brother. I won. Brutus, uh, then Julius comes out and says, thank you, brother. Brother David Kent, now I'm going to teach you. So you should know you're pretty clear. I want five minutes of hell. Most likely it'll be longer. And also, those two guys attacked for strange-ass reasons. So I forgot their names, but all right, we'll see what happens. So next group, most likely we'll see those two Texans go at it. Yeah, I mean, obviously this is going to be the, the next feud until Damon Kemp comes back. But the question is, why would Sangha and Veer attack the Kree brothers? That's the thing that I'm finding the most in- confusing because last I checked, uh, Sangha wasn't feuding with either one of them at any point in NXT to my knowledge. They're not the tag team champions, the Kree brothers. So unless they're working for Damon Kemp, I can't think of a logical reason for them to lay waste to the Kree brothers. I- I- I'd love to hear the explanation next week. I really would because it makes no fucking sense for them to attack the Creed brothers on this planet or any other. All right, I hear you. I hear you. I didn't understand the views. Are you guys doing this against the Creed brothers? Like, okay, maybe they're showing their dominance and we return with a whoop ass, but I don't know. Hopefully next week we get that prediction. Yeah, and then next we see Pretty Deadly discussing their title match, and they say Anofi and Blade couldn't lace their boots after they do a side plate check, and that's it. They're basically like, okay, I don't understand this right here. I was like, oh, that was 30 seconds. I'm not going to get back. Basically, they're saying they think they could beat us. They got another thing coming. Moving all off. This is what it was. Yes, boy. That's basically what happened here. Pretty deadly uh, doing their bragging. And then in a video segment, Toxic Attraction talked via FaceTime. Uh, Dolan is tanning and Jane is at the gym. Rose gets upset. She wasn't invited for a hangout, but she has her own plans. Rose says the group will celebrate the one-year anniversary of her title win next week. Okay. Let's see what happens with that. I think I saw that thing. I was taking a piss. Yeah. Uh, just, there's there's no fucks given here. Like, uh, I guess they want to make a big deal out of ever being a uh, a champion for a year, but on my end, there's not a single fuck given. Zach, do you have any to give? No, I do remember saying this. I didn't care either. All right, moving on. All right, and we're moving on to the next match of the evening for the NXT Tag Team Titles. Pretty Deadly defends the titles against Malik Blade and Idris Anofi. To tell you the truth, uh, Blade and Anofi put up a good fight, did they not? They did. They did. I was like, we already assumed they're not going to win, but they tried, and they bust ass. Pretty Deadly, they got the best Pretty Deadly at the beginning of the match, but Pretty Deadly also so I'm like, all right, let's see what you guys got. They put daily in their mind. These guys are going to be a pushover. Turns out they weren't really a pushover. I still call it a match, though. I was like, I was actually very impressed how physical it was. Of course, those two guys, uh, I know if you and Blade can't really stay off the top rope, but that's what they do. Perdelli, of course, hit for Milkdale, the tag team champion. Yes, absolutely. And I will say one thing about this tag match is that I thought it was very well done. I found it to be uh, highly entertaining. And what really made this uh, title match 
work is the fact that Pretty Deadly is amazing in the ring. Like, every week they get better and better as a team. And obviously they were facing a jobber team that didn't matter. So I had a feeling Pretty Deadly was going to win. There was no reason for them to lose. But here's the one thing that irritated me. You're having a tag title Tuesday. Both tag champions are defending their belts. You couldn't give one of them the win? That's the thing that bugs me the most. Why would you have a match like this and not give at least one team the win? I can understand not giving, you know, I can understand, you know, that a team has to retain. But for not at least one of these titles to drop is a waste of time. I hate that. I hate when they have, you know, a battle of the belts or a a pay-per-view with every title on the line and not one title changes hands. I fucking hate that. It's like, why did I even watch this fucking show? Why would you market this? I understand where you're coming from. What's what's my incentive to watch another one of these? What can you do? Yeah, you gotta have at least one, at least one of these belts should have dropped and it's the women's title. Pretty Deadly should still be the champs, but I said it before and I'll say it again. Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark should be the women's tag team champions. And here's another thing that bugs me. Mm. The, the, The theme of this show is Tag Title Tuesday. Why is this not the main event? Good question. That I, don't bothers- I don't do the right way or the booking. I'm just saying, if you're going to have one, one can open the show and the other closes the show. Why is it? If the whole theme of this is Tag Title Tuesday, one of the tag team title matches should be the main event. You open with one, you close with one, and then there's everything in between. That was stupid. Why make this the focal point of your show if it's not the headlining portion of the show? Whatever's on the marquee headlines. That's how business is done. If you weren't going to have it main event, why even bother to advertise it? You're supposed to make people wait till the end for your special attraction. You don't give it away in the beginning, because then why would I watch the rest of this? You don't put it in the middle. Why would I watch anything after that? I mean, I am because I'm a fucking analyst, but that's my reason. I'm talking as a fan. Why, I, I've seen both tag title matches. Why do I need to watch anything else? Uh, good question. Why don't you call up the WWE forums and ask that. I don't know what to tell you. I agree with you. I okay. Well, I don't think they're taking phone calls right now, but we'll get to that a little later. Um, next, we got McDonough responds to Dragunov and says the former NXT UK champion has been the cancer in his career, but that all ends tonight. Once again, another good promo. You can definitely these two don't really like each other in real life, I don't think. Ooh, but we'll see what happens. Both hate, good promos and JD actually says something. The hatred is strong. And then we, the cut, to the, we cut to the backstage area with Zoe Stark, who's asked about her loss or tonight. She says the win was taken away from her and Carter and Chance are the luckiest women in WWE. Stark gets angry and she vows to win the titles when they get a rematch. A good pissed off promo. Also, I'll be pretty pissed off too. Everybody started to call about like, no, I'm pissed off and storms off. I was like, yeah, well, this is what happens when something doesn't supposed to go the right way. Ooh, but I thought this was a good promo from her. Yeah, but- and on that note, we cut to the in-ring segment. We have the schism. Oh Wearing yellow masks. We have Joe Gacy, Rip Fowler, Jagger Reed and they're a mystery new member and they all come to the ring. Gacy says pride and arrogance are commonplace in NXT. He says the schism's strength comes from their humble unity. Gacy says togetherness is the greatest accomplishment. He says people can join the schism or be torn down. Reed says that one must learn to control their anger as it can bring pain but love brings love. He 
says that schism will grow stronger as a unit. Gacy says the path to everlasting unity comes through showing one's true self. He encourages the mysterious member to take their mask off, and she does. She reveals herself to be Ava Rain, and she won't let anyone else tell her who she should be. She says this family completes her, and she hugs the group. You know who that is? I know exactly who she is. I didn't know who that was. Like, who the hell are you? When I looked at Facebook, it's a rock daughter. But, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Simone uh, Johnson. Okay. That is the daughter of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And okay. she has now made her TV debut, and she is part of the schism. And Why? Well, they need a female member, and they want to do something with her. And I'll be honest, I like it. And I'll tell you why I like it. Because she is carving out her own path. She's not copying The Rock. She's not mentioning The Rock. She's trying to go her own way. Now, there will come a day when at some point it will be revealed that she is The Rock's daughter. And there may even come a day when her and The Rock are doing some type of backstage segment. Obviously, it's not going to happen anytime soon because The Rock has no plans to come back anytime soon. But when WrestleMania rolls around, who knows? Because WrestleMania is in Hollywood. For WrestleMania 39, it'll be in California. And there is talk of... There's there's two rumors. There's one rumor is The Rock is going to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I believe that when me shit turns purple and smells like rainbow sherbet. And another rumor is The Rock could be getting inducted into the Hall of Fame since it's in Hollywood. Again, who knows? But I'm glad that Ava Rain is doing something for herself. Like the fact that we had to look up on social media that she's The Rock's daughter tells me she already is trying to carve her own path. And I like that. You know, she's not she's not trying to hold on to her dad's legacy or anything like that. And she's even said before, because I found some like interviews that she's done. Because one time The Rock went over to the performance center to talk to the trainees, and that's back when Simone was training. And they've asked her in interviews how she excited she was. She goes, Yeah, I'm happy to see my dad and I'm glad that he's here, but I don't want to be the I, I want I don't want to be just The Rock's daughter. I want to carve my own path in the business. And that's what made me respect her from day one. She's not doing what so many other people have done and latch on to a family name and try to coast on it. She's not doing that. And also, you got to keep in mind, when The Rock got in WWE, first he did that Rocky Maivia shit. But remember, he was in the Nation of Domination. He was a member of the nation when Farouk was the leader. Now, of course, eventually The Rock's The Rock staged a coup, kicked Farouk out, and became the leader of the nation later on. But in the beginning, The Rock was a member of the nation. So I thought it was great. And I like the fact they're bringing a woman in there because it gives the schism more airtime. But what I really want to see is if this leads to them all having gold in NXT. Will Ava Rain be the one to win the women's title for Mandy? Could we see a Joe Gacy NXT title reign? Could Fowler and Reed win the tag belts? And we see full power from the schism because I that's a faction I'd love to see hold all the gold. <laughs> okay. I, was, I just want to see what she could do in the ring. I had no clue who she was. I said, okay, let's see what you got. And I looked at her like, yeah, you do look like your dad. All right, moving on. Yes. Backstage, Indy Hartwell confronts Sol Ruka and tells her that doing cool tricks is one thing, but it's all about winning. Pretty much, that's what it is, isn't it? Is it not? Yes. Yeah, it's not tough guys about winning and making money. So, Betsy Lesbia, the person's name, I am the person's name, can't, can't pronounce against Indy Hartwell. Moving on. Yes. Play then, on. in a vignette, we see an unknown voice leaves a message to the WWE Performance Center's voicemail that says, Let go of all your pain, washing away your deepest fears. Listen with your eyes. Speaking with your ears. 
Awaken from the pits you're ca you call the dark. Opening up to my solo solo soliloquy is just the start. Watch as I come and leave my mark. As I plan to rip all of NXT apart. Sincerely, Scripps. I'm sorry? You have any idea who this is? Not a fucking clue. First of all, this sounds like some shit that the schism would say. And I honestly don't know what the hell this thing is going to do. What this is about. I just don't know what the hell would happen with this. Like, no one knows what's going to happen. Is this a faction? Is this uh, one person? Is this a... Uh, I don't know what the hell this is. I just know it's weird as fuck. And it's somebody who's leaving a voicemail at the performance center. Why? Why? Why does the receptionist need to hear that? It's a bug me, dude. We found out who this voice is. This isn't the first time we saw it. We saw it a couple of times. We're like, what the hell is going on here? That right there sounds like some like some weird shit. And I was like, okay. I learned some weird stuff. That right there is kind of peculiar. All right. Who's ever done that? You emotional, emotional, uh, psychopathic fashion. Okay, moving on. Yes. So, yeah. So, now we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. <laughs> if we even want to call it that. We got Indy Hartwell versus Sol Ruka. <laughs> squash. Major. Major squash. Okay. The other person felt good fight. Look, 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 Indy Hartwell hit her like from a clothesline behind and one, two, three. The finish, the start of it was shitty. The finish it was just shitty. That's basically a waste of Indy Hartwell's time. And all right, that will never get back. I thought this was stupid, idiotic. I was, I was like, you guys suck. Okay. Vinny, go ahead. Yeah. It was just a match. Indy Hartwell got the win, which was good because Sol Ruka ain't doing shit and Indy needs the push. But ultimately, what confused me was what happened afterwards, where Electra Lopez oh, right. attacks oh, yeah. both of them, and now we know she's back in w in NXT. Why? And Ooh. here's the thing. Now, she left with Legato Del Fantasma. She, you know, the whole thing was Santos was going to be gone from NXT. So the Legatos, who were supposed to work for Tony B, fucking left. They just left. Meanwhile, Legato Del Fantasma debuts on SmackDown, and for some fucked up reason, they replaced Electra Lopez with Zelina Vega. I don't know, Zach, if you're aware of that. No, I am not. But no, they're now on SmackDown, and Zelina Vega is now the woman in Legado del Fantasma. So, with Electra Lopez back in NXT, the first thing I need to hear is her thoughts on being abandoned by Legado. They have to address that. If Triple H is a story-driven booker, he needs to acknowledge that situation. Furthermore, is she going to stand on her own two feet or will she go back to Tony D? Because Tony had no problems with Electra prior to her leaving with the Legados. You know, she was doing well. Business was soaring. She took care of everything at the docks. Like, she was doing fantastic. And in my opinion, she should have stayed. They should have stayed with Tony D. But ultimately, they decided to leave. So I don't know why they chose to put Electra Lopez back in NXT and not put her with Legado Del Fantasma. But they need to address that. So I'm more concerned with that than the fact that she attacked Hartwell and Ruka. I feel like that's the means to an end. Cease to exist. Yeah. Okay. And on that note, we cut to Duke Hudson attending class <laughs> at Chase University. Uh, apparently, uh, Bodie was supposed to do a presentation on holidays and did not show up to class. Uh, Chase yells at Hudson and tells him to take notes. Hudson takes a pen from another student in order to do so. I think Duke Hudson has something to do with Bodie, Bodie being gone. Basically took his place to basically try to say, aren't you going to write it down? Nah, I can do it in my head. I was like, okay, and then uh, there was no real bad language in it. 
this was actually a thing cut day for uh, Andre Chase's design. <laughs> I love Chase. Is like, he's like, what? My fucking class ain't good enough for you? I'm not worth taking notes? You better get yourself a fucking pen. <laughs> and he steals a pen from the teacher. Because he gave the pen to the girl trying to be nice. He's like, I got it all up here. I can remember. <laughs> I was waiting for when he took the other girl's pen. I was waiting for Chase to yell at the other girl for not having a pen and kick her out of the fucking class. I swear, Andre Chase is entertaining. If you're not entertained by this, something's fucking wrong with you. Very wrong with you. It's always entertaining. I was like, oh boy, this is gonna be funny as shit. Especially when he gets mad. I hear beep, 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 like the roadrunner movie things. Yeah. And then next we see a promo from Roxanne Perez who says she doesn't like the person she became when she faced Cora Jade at Halloween Havoc. She says she's not sorry for what she did as she found a new level of belief in herself. Perez knows that she has to stay true to herself and why she's here. Uh, typical babyface bullshit. Yeah, it was stupid. It was stupid. Okay, I was like, good for you. All right, awesome. You and Wesley should be best friends. Yeah, it's like, good <laughs> for you. Good for you. Bravo. Golf clap. Boo. I don't give a shit. I was like, I still like Corey J better than you. Sorry. No offense. Moving on. Yes. Next, we cut to uh, Odyssey Jones, who rolls up as Malik Blake and Idris Anofi oh. leave the building. He encourages them to let off some steam after their loss. They get in the truck, and they pull off. Stupid, but I like it, because just imagine you had a shitty day, your friend pulls up, like, get in, we're going to go into town and get fucked up. I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> hey, what you better... You go home, you know me, I'll get in. What better way to unwind after a loss? I was like, it was, like, it was pointless, but it was funny, and I understand. Yeah. I and won. on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening shouldn't have been uh Ia Dragunov versus JD McDonough good fucking match Dragunov was too hurt to do this match I think he was in too much pain I tell you right now that dude could tell but back to the match these two gentlemen once again beat the shit out of each other even though this should have not been a match at all those two guys like aren't you guys go you know ice up and take a break and let these other people do something but no these two beat the shit out of each other but what I thought was brutal how JD McDonough won by making the, the poor bastard bleed and pass out. I was like, damn, JD McDonough. Ooh, see, that's what I like to do because he has a vicious new streak in, in him. A typical good hit on Dragunov tried, but his ribs were bugging him too much. But he kicked ass, but JD McDonough won. Mm, I don't know how you uh, feel about that. I'm okay with it. What about you? I mean, I am too. I mean, I find it interesting that it was done via, via referee stoppage. Um, JD mm-hmm. obviously beat the crap out of Dragunov. This was a violent, badass main event. It was. And, of course, in the end, uh, uh, Dragonoff gets carried off on a stretcher, which I'm not gonna lie, I like that finish because obviously JD was the one that got you know kicked out of NXT UK when he lost to Dragonoff, so it makes sense for McDonough to get some type of revenge by having him stretchered out. Also, it allows Dragonoff some time to get off TV in case they want to have a big match at you know NXT Deadline, which I would love for that to be a stretcher match if they can make that happen. I'd love for it to be a stretcher match. And yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. That'd be really good. Yeah, I think that would be the perfect uh, stipulation, and it would be a good way to end this feud. And like I said, it's a it's a way to get this to go to the main event. Because, yes, JD won, but they did it as referee stoppage. It wasn't submission or technical submission. JD didn't tap out, and I don't think he passed out either, though it says it choked him out. But either way, the referee stopped the match. He did. So that was a perfect finish because it allows this match to continue. This 
Dragon Elf said, you didn't tap me out. You didn't pin me. We can keep this going. So, and it gives Dragon Elf some time to stay off TV while JD brags about what he did. And then eventually Dragon Elf makes his return and you build to deadline in December. So, overall, great match, great finish. I 100% agree with you. Good, good finish. Yes. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude this recap of NXT. Zach, as always, I think you take your time and a busy schedule to join me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely. All right. Make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Anchor. Spotify, Spotify, Google Podcast, Google Podcast. and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Boochcast. We have archived episodes of show as well as great content. Uh, make sure you uh, check out, be on the lookout for the uh, male soap opera moment episode where Wens and I are recapping WWE Extreme Rules. That should be coming soon. I'm going to be checking with him to make sure of that. Um, also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content and make sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Uh, don't forget, uh, this Thursday we have the many faces of Luna Vachon with Zach and I dropping on the YouTube channel this week. So make sure you check that out. And of course, the steroid trials are coming out in a couple weeks as well. And you want to definitely watch that episode because that one is going to have a special reveal at the end. I have a big announcement at the end of the steroid trials. But until then, check out Luna Vachon this Thursday. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 26th for the WWE Survivor Series. That's right. We're going to be getting together at Survivor Series at 8 p.m. for the main roster debut of War Games. So you'll be able to check us all out and be able to have a good time with the group. Uh, the team will be together here in the ATL, and we've got very, very special things for you guys. It's going to be a fun fucking show. You'll be able to hang out with us and interact and talk during the show. Follow along with us. It's going to be a party that we can all get together for. And also, we got our uh, live D&D show coming soon. Our uh, Boochcast booking battle, as well as another special project in the works coming soon. Also, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works best within your budget. We have our basic level, which is $0.99, cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We get better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. $10. Same amount of money we used to pay for a W Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since sold to the Peacock, you got to where to put that $9.99. So to that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content in the network and unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money that we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. That's how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to give Zach, uh, you know, his uh, ramen noodles uh, for to uh, satisfy his hunger and try to get him laid to 
moisten up the dry spell. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.